Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As more sectors across Ireland are reopening, the COVID-19 pandemic unemployment payment is changing. If you're currently receiving this payment, the amount you receive will change from the 16th of November. To find out more about how these changes will affect you, visit gov.ie forward slash PUP changes. A Government of Ireland initiative brought to you by the Department of Social Protection. It's a special one-off preview pod for the Euro Finals this coming weekend here on the bloodandmud.com podcast. It's a brave it's new world, Josh. Unprecedented, I'll say. I think we did one before, so it's sort yeah. of precedented, but we're doing it anyway. Brexit or no are Brexit? We a little bit precedented. We are a little bit precedented, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Brexit or no Brexit, when it comes to rugby, Europe is still a thing as far as this pod is concerned and generally as the world is concerned. And the final of both the Big Cup and the Crap Cup are coming up yes. this weekend, so we're going to review them all, all two of them. Yeah. So it when I say we, yeah, when I say we, who do I mean? I mean, well, me, I am Lee Calvert, the editor of bloodandmud.com, and that gentleman over there down the pipe is... I remain Josh Gardner of rugbyshirtwatch.com. You can get in touch with this pod, whether it be a preview pod or a little pod or a full pod at the weekend by contacting me at Blood and Mud on Twitter and on bloodandmud.com and Lee at Blood and Mud and you can get in touch with Josh uh, at Josh Gardner uh, at Rugby Shirt Watch or indeed rugbyshirtwatch.com This pod is available on the lovely iCast platform uh, No it's not I've done, I've, That's about the third C. time I've done that It is available on the lovely Acast platform mm. and Apple Podcasts and any all good podcast shops See, by changing the name, Apple's gone and done ruined your rhythm there, hasn't it? It's ruined, Abs. Don't say much to ruin my rhythm. <laughs> like my wedding night I'm all over again. Nothing. Boom. Hey. Yay. So, um, <laughs> thank you very much for all your reviews that you leave and all that kind of stuff. Remember, you can leave us a, a nice review, like you did, some of you did last week, or any review. We're not really bothered. I'm not going to dwell on that too much this week. So, in this very quick episode, we're going to be reviewing the upcoming European finals, I've already mentioned. We also have some chats because today was the draw for the Rugby World Cup pools. It was, and very exciting that is we'll too. We'll have a little bit of a look at that. Mm. Uh, but before we start all that, Josh, um, another player yes. spotted has been sent in. Oh, hello. Now, you know we love these player spotted. We, we want do. to know in glorious detail mundane spottings of players. Yes. And it's going mad. I'm having to sort of like queue them up. There's a waiting list for players spotted these days. Thank you, everybody <laughs> who's got in touch. Um, Christopher Dale has emailed. This isn't really a player spotted, actually. It's a rugby-related person spotted. Right. And I think it's an absolute cracker. So listen to this one. Ooh, Christopher Dale emails and he says, 
My other half had free tickets to the Chelsea home game this week. Football, obviously. Commiserations. Sneaking away early to the bar before half-time started. I saw, because obviously Christopher was with his partner, I saw England-obsessed and oversized shirt-collar enthusiast John Inverdale. Being chastised. <laughs> of course, he's a Chelsea fan. How could you? If you asked the guess, you'd have known, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. Um, being, but John was there being baptized, but no, being chastised by the bar staff for queuing in the cash only line bar and trying to pay with a card and then oh, being sent back to the back cash, of the he? card payment line. He is the sort of person who indignantly says that he never carries cash. Let's face it. Exactly. See, I'd have thought or, he'd be one of those like roll a fifty pound note type blokes. Yeah, or he's a money clip kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it could go either way. But certainly on this day, on this, yeah, you maybe know, he'd used all of his. I wonder if he said, "Do you know who I am?" Oh, he definitely did. <laughs> I'm amazed he has to pay for boot. I was, I thought he'd have got hospitality or something, but apparently At Chelsea. No. You'd have thought so. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So John Inverdale queuing in the wrong queue to pay with the wrong type of. Um, monetary medium at yeah. Chelsea. Thank you very much for that, Christopher yeah. Dale. We love it. If you want to get in touch with us for a player spotted, you can get in touch at Blood and Mud or Lee at Blood and Mud dot com. Or you can send it to Josh if you want. I'm sure he'll tell you. He'll forward yeah. it to me and I'll have to deal with it. But you can send yeah, it to exactly. Josh by all means. Decrease the chain of uh, of admin for us here by all means. <laughs> the more handoffs and, the better. That's what we say. And if you haven't got a player spotted to send in to us, why not just start hanging around near your local club's training ground, see what happens. Yeah, because yeah, they're going to have to come out at some point, aren't they? Exactly, yeah. I mean, you might get arrested, but... You might see one of your favourite players bending over tiny shoelaces or something like that. Yeah, or failing to... Or his car doesn't start. Or, yeah. Who wouldn't like to see Jim Hamilton having to bump start his own car? <laughs> It'd be like that Faulty Towers scene, but with much exactly, even more exactly rage like and that. violence. Yeah, Exactly like that, yeah. And with an equally tall man. Yeah, true, actually. Yeah. Let us talk then about the finals that are coming up. <laughs> the oh, big... yeah. Oh, yeah, that's why we're here, remember. The oh. big cup final is happening on Saturday at 5 o'clock. It For those of you who don't know who's playing, it's Claremont Overham versus Saracens. To who's going so... to find who's going to be super king of the European world. I am spectacularly unexcited about this. Really? I'm not tell it. Oh, it's just this obvious. As with everything else this season, there is a, the, where Saracens are in any way involved, there is a wearying inevitability about the whole fucking thing. Let's not beat around the bush here. It's worth, in the interest of balance, it's worth me. <laughs> <laughs> which we thought we'd try this as a new thing as well, in the interest of yeah, balance. This is a day of new things for us. Um, Claremont, the past two times Claremont and Saracens have played each other, Claremont have won mm. both. Yeah. In 2015. But... Wasn't that long ago? Hang on. Didn't they fucking batter Claremont in the quarterfinal a couple of years ago? According to ESPN, right. the head-to-head record is on the 18th of April 2015, Claremont won 13-9. On the 25th of Jan 2015, Claremont won 18-6. Prior okay. to that, back in 2014, Saracens won both games. Saracens battered Claremont 46-6 yeah. on the 26th of April 2014. Yeah, and then the year okay, after Saracens, uh, sorry, Claremont beat them. Yes. Okay. Well, that's that's something. And I mean... if we look at previous at the form coming into these games, Claremont have won their last four. Wasps yes. lost their last one. Uh, well, 
So in, so what have you got to say about that? Um, irrelevant. Yeah, absolutely irrelevant. <laughs> I mean, it's quite surprising that this isn't like... Because it feels like Saracens have basically just ruled the world for five million years, but they've actually only won, you know, one Champions They Cup. were so close for a while, weren't they? That's yeah. The thing. It and felt like they were they were winning maybe when they weren't, but... Yeah, and they've only they've won one in two, haven't they? But Claremont have lost both of their last finals. And Claremont so. have a great record of totally, oh, they totally are shitting themselves in finals, they? don't they? It's, it's, I mean, it could go either way, I suppose. I mean, you know, the, the truth, the simple facts of the matter are that one of these teams is going to win, and it could technically be either of them. Um, in the interest of balance, again, Morgan yes, Parra and Remy Lammer are fit for Claremont. Yes, and... We've got no uh, Sean Maitland or Richard Barrington for yeah for Saris. Coralish feels that his medication better. managed correctly now, mm-hmm. so he's got himself in peak peak medical and mental condition. Indeed, a bit of a gutter for Maitland as well because he could have joined that very elite club of players who've won both Super Rugby and uh, oh, yes. in it played in a Super Rugby and a Champions Cup final, but uh, now we'll not. Although he'll probably get a chance next year, let's face it. There's also the worry, as somebody pointed out on Twitter, that there's a very realistic possibility that um, the Pro 12 final may have a bigger crowd than uh, the European Champions Cup because there's no Irish team there and you've got to get your arse up to Edinburgh. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm not expecting a massive crowd, but, I mean, it's Cl- Claremont fans always travel well. They do. Sarri's, Sarri's Saracen, fans, what few fans they have travel well, but they, yeah, they don't, just don't have that many The rest of their staff, kind of fly-by-night sort of fans probably don't like going yeah. north of the M25, do they? Or not uh, much further north than the ground is. a stereotype that I'm perfectly happy to continue <laughs> and to populate, so yeah, yeah, definitely. However, so um, anyway, I think Claremont are looking like they've got some of the key players back. Parra's a big, a big return. Yeah. Lammer's, Lammer's a very good one, actually. Their key, if they're going, the only way they're going to beat Saracens, in my view, is if they do yeah. what they kind of did against Munster, which is just keep running it back and keep doing. And, and Lamarat and Para are kind of key to that being achieved. The trouble yeah. is, I can't see Saracens. Well, it's impossible, really, to see that Saracens will do anything like the kicking game brain fart that Munster did. No, and that that's just not. It's not going to happen. And uh, I just. The stats say Sarri's, well, they haven't conceded a first half try in the Champions Cup this season, which is absurd. Bloody hell, um, this is absurd, yeah. Um, but Claremont have scored more tries than anybody else in the first half. So, And I do think that like that back three of Claremont, of Nakatathi and Strettle and uh, what's-his-face who used to play for Bath, whose name has just evaporated from my brain. Abandoning. Yes, him. How does that name band disappear from my brain? <laughs> Christ on a bike. Too many syllables. Um, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, that They could cause trouble, for particularly when you look at the slight flakiness of, you know, Chris Ashton out wide at times. You know, they, they, could, they could get some joy there. They've certainly got more of a threat than Munster showed in that back three. But... It's just can they do it and can they avoid not letting Saris just batter them? The trouble is is that, as you've regularly pointed out correctly, the conditioning issue is that Claremont's are going to be knackered by about the 65th minute. Yeah, and they've got quality on the bench, don't get me wrong, but have they got enough quality? 
and there been and Saracens, again, as they've demonstrated many times, have the best rope-a-dope since the 1974 Rumble in the Jungle, don't they? Yes. They're happy they're just to absorb whatever you want to throw at them they? to just then win. And then you think that they're going to be... Farrell's going to be kicking goals. Para kicks all right as well, but he's not as liable as, as Farrell. No, he's not as... He's a good goal kicker, but... Yeah. So, yeah, so generally speaking, I can't... I suppose, forgetting the result for a minute, do you think it'll be a decent game? No. <laughs> because I've seen what happens when the Saracens plus knockout game happens, and that is invariably that they will reduce the game to being as dreadful and unwatchable as possible because that is, abs- as we do, as I believe we discussed at great length after last year's final, when they basically turned it into the Somme without the fucking rain and the mud. Um, you know there is, you know there is no level of cynicism that Mark McCall will not sink to in order to win a game of rugby, and you know you've got to applaud and take your hat off to him for that. Yeah, yeah. You say cynicism, other people say you know sensible knockout. Yeah, rugby, exactly. Um, but certainly for a neutral, it's going to be fucking borderline unwatchable. I would imagine. I'm not quite as. Um pessimistic as you are <laughs> I'll leave it at that no I'm not quite as pessimistic as you are generally but I think a combination of Claremont will know they'll have to do something with it they can't try and do what Munster did because it failed miserably I guess there is that yeah so they'll know they'll have to come out and try and play the way they play and it'll be them against Saracen's defence I think ultimately that will probably make for a reasonable game for a period of time before the crushing inevitability of the inhuman killing machines comes out and they pull away Maybe. to win by about probably 9 to 11 points in the end, Saracens, I think. Yeah, that's the thing. Saris are not going to do anything to try and make this game in any way open or expansive. Because they, you know, you look at that Claremont back three and you're mental if you try and, if you try and take Claremont on toe-to-toe. They've got the quality there that they could probably hurt you. And they are one of the few teams in Europe that probably have a pack that can stand up to Saris for at least, you know, 60 minutes of the game, even if not the full game. But, yeah, I don't know. I've got a horrible feeling that if this could be... It could be a very good game if Claremont score early. That's probably true. I think that's probably what it will hinge on. If Claremont just keeps throwing themselves against that great black wall... Yeah, and get nowhere, then it could become well, pretty miserable yeah. quite quickly. Equally, if Saris get a couple of tries on the board early, oh yeah, then it's yeah. going to turn into a 2014-esque fucking drubbing because Claremont will have to throw it around and the worst thing you could possibly do is get loose against the Saris team because they will just punish you. Yeah, it's loose without intent, isn't it? I think getting loose... To go through their defence is probably a good if it's actually planned and co- coordinated mm. and it's actually using your attacking patterns. But if you start to try and just do that, when was the last time stuff you saw a French team use the words coordination oh, in terms know, of their yeah. attacking game? Yeah, I, I, I'm genuinely hopeful that I'm wrong, but I just think Mark McCall is an arch pragmatist and he would like to, he would not care if this game was one three nil. No, no, and neither would a lot and of people. No, nobody would. Yeah, no, but indeed, yeah, yeah, certainly as a neutral, that doesn't. You know, personally, I'm going to be pulling hard for Claremont because as I quite is like Claremont. I think. Yeah, it was um, a Saracens fan already. 
yeah, it, you know, they are almost certainly the neutral's choice based on being underdogs, but also, you know, they are just perennially fucking shit at these things. And it would be nice if they finally actually managed to not, you know, actually fucking up and losing one this time. But um, yeah, in, in truth, though, according, if you believe the papers, at least, um, Claremont have been given a boost and uh, a chance to, to, you know, to potentially get one over on Saris because they've had a, a huge distraction today, or I should say yesterday. Um, right. When, well, whenever the fuck it was that they went to, um, they sent all their players off for the Lions admin day. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. It proof, was uh, proof Monday, was it? There is nothing that Mark McCall will not fucking blame the Lions for. <laughs> He's been whinging like a motherfucker about how this has so badly disrupted their preparations that Owen Farrell, Jamie George, Itod J and Cruis had to go and fucking try some kit on on Monday. <laughs> and look incredibly miserable in look every incredibly photo miserable. that was taken oh, of them. What, what, what exactly... Have, have they missed out on by doing that it's not like they were on the fucking piss is it they went to a hotel in London they tried some kit on and then they sat on a chair and had a photo taken he just Ugh, loves a I, moan doesn't he? he he loves them he loves a fucking moan about the lions and it's he's particularly bad about this whole I know it's his fucking job I know it's his, but this fucking constant whinging now from club coaches to try and get rid of A, the Lions, and B, Test Rugby's. Fucking stop it. Behave. Anyway, so yeah, if, if you believe Mike McCall, then that's advantage Claremont, I believe. <laughs> so, Saracens by 10, I'm saying. I think we're saying largely the same thing. Hope it's a decent yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Thereabouts. Hope it's a good game. As more sectors across Ireland are reopening, the COVID-19 pandemic unemployment payment is changing. If you're currently receiving this payment, the amount you receive will change from the 16th of November. To find out more about how these changes will affect you, visit gov.ie forward slash PUP changes. A Government of Ireland initiative brought to you by the Department of Social Protection. You might hear the word insolvency and think companies, but insolvency is just another term to describe serious financial problems for anyone. You could be insolvent if you can't pay your bills in full when they're due. You're paying a little off each bill trying to keep creditors at bay or you've had calls and letters about missed repayments and threats of repossession. The Insolvency Service of Ireland, or ISI, has four debt solutions to help people with all levels of problem debt, from credit cards to mortgages. For more information, visit backontrack.ie or free text get help to 50015. The ISI, together, will get you back on track. Right, let's talk very quickly about the World Cup pools, shall we? Uh, yes, yes, we probably should. Pool A, the, the draw was done today only for the major teams, if you like. The rest of Europe 1 and Oceania 1 and Americas 2 have not actually been selected yet, obviously. No, although we can have a fair stab at who they are, I guess. But we won't do that because we haven't got time. But <laughs> happy, happy with Wales's group, are you? Yeah, I Australia, mean, Wales, what? Georgia, plus I know two that others. We can't perennially lose to Australia, but the fact of the matter is, we fucking shouldn't. Australia are a bag of shit, and yeah, I mean Georgia, there we should beat them. Oceania, I guess, would be Fiji, and America's two is probably Canada or the USA. So I'll take that as a pool. Certainly, compare. I mean, what, first, why do we always fucking get Fiji? It winds me right up. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, I you know I could totally live with that pool. Um, I'm guessing you're sort of happy with the England pool. Um, I think how much could it have been better? Could it have been better it may, if we got Scotland and Georgia? That would have been kind of perfect. But I think you'd fancy. I think the, you'd want South Africa out of fucking Scotland. Well, it's still days, two though. years to go, though, isn't it? Remember that yeah. as well. Um, That's the thing. You know, you don't know what fronts are going to be I'm like. I'm neither happy years. nor unhappy. I think it's mm. it's it's there to be done. Yeah, I can't, there's, no, I, there's no way we're not finishing the top two of that group. Yeah, and I, I remember saying that at some point way. before, but <laughs> but no, last time it was genuinely like oh bollocks because you know Wales were not as shit as their ranking implied yeah. at that point their third pot ranking implied and they never were they were just they just hit a bad run of form but like looking at all the teams that are there at the moment yeah i don't think you can say that any like people have been saying oh pool of death pool of death i don't really think it is to be honest I don't i'm think sure argentina will be no argentina will be tidy i'd still back england to beat them nine times out of ten yes i would especially on especially, the jones yeah, and especially given that, you know, it seems increasingly more and more with every week that Argentina's entry into Super Rugby has done nothing but flog their players <laughs> to the point where they can barely fucking Make them the stand. most tired people on the planet and make yeah, very and questionable decisions a, on the set, field, yes. Yeah, and given how much the Rugby Championship improved them, joining Super Rugby is seemingly totally torpedoed their development. Yes. So... Why did you throw that offload um, yeah. then? I've not been to sleep for four days. <laughs> yeah. How would you like to fancy playing 80 minutes of rugby against the Crusaders? Brilliant. <laughs> That's fantastic. All I've done is binged watched Riverdale and I've not slept. And now you want me to play against that bunch of bastards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so no, Pule think... is, is Ireland, Scotland, Japan. And yeah. I think so that's I... a really interesting group, actually. Yeah. They'll probably be in there with, I guess, like. Romania and a another like yeah. some shit team. I think that'd be quite a nice group. And it depends. Yeah, again. it'll. I think people said that it'd be a, a group of good crack. And I think <laughs> and other patronising things. But yes, oh, it will yes. be. But uh, it is true. You there know, will be much you know. bonhomie in that group. Yes, definitely. And I mean, Japan are obviously a bit of a wild card there because you know I think they're delighted that they got Japan. But on the evidence of the progress that Japan have made over the last two and a half years. In another two years' time, who knows? Sorry for that noise there. Windows decided to um, tell me it's going to restart in nine hours because you know well, that's the kind well, of shit you need to know. No more digressions, yes, because the computers <laughs> restart in nine hours. New Zealand. I feel look at poor Italy, by the way. New Zealand, yeah. South Africa. It's going to yeah. Italy, Namibia, and the Repechage winner, who I guess is going to be the worst team there. Yes. Spain so once again, or someone. Yeah, so once again, the worst team in the competition is going to have the privilege of getting absolutely <laughs> obliterated by both the All Blacks and, let's not beat around the bush, no matter how shit they are, South Africa as yes. well. That is going to be two absolute prison shamings. I'm looking forward to how much the media, I'm, really, you know, I'm genuinely looking forward to it, of course, obviously, to how much the mm. media are going to ramp up this group of death thing from about 12 months out from the tournament. Oh. I know. It's only a group of death if there are three teams in there that have a chance of qualifying. Yes. And, I mean, England's Pool C, you could say maybe there is some genuine threat there. But all the other pools, there are two teams that are going to win. 
and it would be a fucking miracle if anything else happened and a disaster for Australia, Wales, England, France, New Zealand, South Africa, Ireland and Scotland. So yeah, so now it'll probably go quiet again now until we get the kind of 100 days countdown to the World Cup sometime in about 18 months' time. Yes, can't wait. Um, before we move on to the Crap Cup, um, Kieran yes. Ricketts got in touch on Twitter because uh, Sean Holly's been spotted with a guitar again. Oh my God. He was Where? at the Mice Tag RFC end of season dinner. That sounds about right. There's a clip of him playing the guitar outside <laughs> oh, of what God. looks like the toilets and the fire escape. That's exactly where I'd put him if in I was a, putting on In a terribly corner. lit room with obviously not many people in it and somebody walks past him as he starts. So let's have a listen to this, shall we? Oh, can't wait. So I rushed to my laptop, I went online Just for a moment, it caught my eye Permignon had pushed his price right up through the sky I didn't know why he was leaving or where he was gonna go Guess he had his reasons, I just didn't wanna know Could have been seven long years, I've been coaching James Cook at the Ospreys Oh my god no. no, I didn't even realise that was the song until he got there. I heard Perpignan and that's... I was like, um, why did you think about Per... Oh. oh. I remember last time we talked about how... Seven young years I've been... But it doesn't well, scan, does I it? Didn't... It doesn't scan. Seven years I've been coaching James Hook at the Ospreys. <laughs> God, that is a forced... I mean, as, as forced lyrics go, that is forced. Badly he's, forced. He's a boy, isn't he? He is a remarkable, <laughs> remarkable man. Let's not forget he has basically packed in professional coaching for this. <laughs> and he's he's properly tucked up as well, like he always is. Yeah. He also plays technical guitar points. He also plays his G chord with his thumb over the top of the oh. fretboard, which okay. is interesting because you don't see that very often. Yeah, yeah, he's a thumb over kind of guy. That's interesting. <laughs> I mean, I could, from a professional point of view, I could argue that that means that you're not playing the G chord properly because you're not hitting the A string note. Oh well, but, oh. Let, let, we're trying to yeah, keep this to half an is, hour. Let's be honest. Yes. That is the least of his fucking problems in all this. <laughs> him not playing a G chord right is probably sick. It's the fact he can't pitch a song in the right key for him to be able to he's, sing. He does. I'd like to introduce him to a capo or something. <laughs> Or like down tuning, what's what something that enables him to play these songs at a register that is appropriate for his voice because it's a very painful scenario. And he's trying to do this kind of pound shop Max Boyce thing. He is, but like singing about really shit things, like yeah, with lines think... in it like "I've purposely not pushed up his price, and I don't know why he's leaving." Because for seven long years I've been coaching Jake's up at the Ospreys because he can't quite fit it's... it in. It's it's Max Boyce with all of the warmth and genuine <laughs> knack for humour and yes. let's be honest, musical ability, singing ability, talent, um, so and general like rugby knowledge removed. I'd like to just throw it out there, please. If anybody is anywhere near Sean Hollywood guitar, please record it and please send it to us because I, yeah, cannot, get I cannot get enough of it. I cannot get enough of it. Sean Hollywatch, hashtag yes. is Hollywatch. I work for a music magazine. I'll feature him tomorrow if he wants to. <laughs> if he comes on the podcast, I will give him a fucking introducing section slot. 
So there I you go. Thank you, with... Kieran Ricketts, uh, on Twitter for drawing that to our attention. He mentioned it, then about four days later, went, oh, I forgot to send you the video. And I was like, yes. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> that's that's the condition. If you, uh, It doesn't matter if you've just seen Sean Holly. Anyone can see Sean Holly. You've got to be there. You've got to video it. We need proof, audio proof, preferably visual proof as well. Yeah, and we don't need you don't need to record the Wallaby song or the James Hook at the Osprey song now. Yeah, can we basically what gradually other... compile his full set? Because what all these other songs might be? Because they're all about rugby and Wales he's coached with, aren't they? So um, I'm guessing that the knocking like, on Alan Wynne Jones, not not knocking on Alan Wynne Jones's door. <laughs> um, I'm writing these. You know, I'm not going to give him any more ideas. <laughs> He'll probably take that one. Right, we need to move on. So let's move on to the Crap Cup final, which is Friday night, Ugh. as usual, which is Stad versus Gloucester, or as Tom Dare on Twitter got in touch, because I mentioned we were doing this pod, and said, as you're previewing a game between the Chokermatic 900 and Captain Jules and Sh- Sergeant Fidim's Anarchy 15, do you need to borrow an ad- a Magic 8-ball? Um, yeah, I. this is a tough one, because Gloucester were all right against Exeter. I was relatively impressed, but I was also very unimpressed with certain aspects of their game as well. And Stard seemed to have a bit of the man on a mission about them since... Well, since just before the Ospreys game. (laughs) Well, basically, since they got told that they weren't going to be a fucking club anymore. Well, you're being merged, then you're being unmerged. Yeah, yeah, they, they... it seems to have massively galvanised and energised them, and who can blame them, really, because I guess they want to prove a fucking point, and I am inclined to think that they are going to prove that point quite conclusively on Friday night. You're um, all for the Stad winner, yeah? I think Stad's going to win it, just because Ross Moriarty can't do everything himself, can he? Is he fit? He wasn't playing um, last week, he, was he? He wasn't, yeah, if they haven't got Ross Moriarty, I wouldn't give him a fucking prayer, but... You know, Parise's going to Parise. Plisson's going to continue to look weirdly all right. Yeah, it's almost like he's trying to make a point to us. And they've got enough. They, as they showed against the Ospreys, and they they're very very solid on defence, and they're fucking bastards as well. There's a lot of horrible fucks in that stand pack, and I just don't think Gloucester are quite ready for that. Then they've got that prop who looks like Zangief, exactly straight fighter. Who's, what are they going to do? You know, Richard Hibbard doesn't want any part of that, surely. Richard Hibbard not on the Wales tour. They've definitely no, signed him still. to. He's old, isn't he? He is. So is Jamie and Roberts, but he's captain in the fucking thing. Well, that's true. Anyway. Should probably, anyway, yes. But no, I, I, hope I think the Gloucester that's win. actually probably quite a good game. I hope the Gloucester like, win because uh, they've interviewed in the Gloucester, whatever the Gloucester newspaper is, uh, the Citizen, I believe it's called. Billy36, uh, the corkscrew-haired creative colossus, was interviewed mm. about this game. And listen to the kind of pep talk he'll be giving his troops on Saturday. Oh, yes. Because this is what he said to the paper. It's been an underwhelming season. A win in the final will put a bit of a shine on it. It will be a pretty poor holiday if we lose. We won't be very happy with our wife and kids. All the boys will be in a pretty dark place if we don't win, to be honest. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> now let's yeah. go out there and kill them, lads. Let's go. Give it an up. It's only rugby. Just like... <laughs> this... I'm worried about him, actually. I know. It's like, <laughs> what? Are we going to need to like put have like a vigil if they lose? Like, yeah. if they do lose, can please somebody make sure that Billy is in their sights at all times? Yes, for the just few days make afterwards. sure he gets home okay. 
That's all we ask. Yeah. Um, God, is yeah. That's so for starters, mate. It's only the China. <laughs> it's like it is the concert. Like I'm. Don't get me wrong. I'm very annoyed that the Ospreys are not in this final because they absolutely should be. However, it's kind of a little bit like. Yeah, I've won a national plate competition. I was happy when I won it. <laughs> But I know really what it's all. You know, I I knew what I was winning really. Yeah, there is a tallest midget kind yes. of vibe tallest to midget in the tribe going on. Yes. Yeah, and so eh, you know, be be upset if you lose. Fair enough, but it's not yeah. the end of the world, is it? We won't be very happy with our wives and kids. Yeah, we'll all right. Dark... <laughs> what have they done to deserve that? It's only the fucking Challenge Cup. Yeah, they're not responsible for the fact that you've so, been dog shit for most of the season. Going off that kind of, you know, inspiring chat and patter from <laughs> they're from really, Billy, opt- they're really going to uh, struggle. Yeah, Johnny May was just like, oh yeah, I think you know we kind of deserve it this season. This has been quite a hard season. It's like that just seems to be the prevailing feeling. Like it does. And Jeremy Thrush has gone, oh well, we just I'm going to use my experience to win. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like they're not like zhuzhed up for it. It's like, yeah. Well, it's been such a shit year. I think we just deserve a bit of that. You know, it's basically like somebody who's been on a really shit run of luck buying a lottery ticket and going, I deserve this one, don't I? <laughs> and the reality being that, no, you don't fucking deserve anything. It's like like the the salesman in The Simpsons, you know. Oh, go on, just, just let Joe have this one. Just this one. We've just, I need this because my wife's going to... The Jack <laughs> Lemon character in uh, Glen Gary Glen Ross. Yes, basically that. <laughs> Just let me have this one. Let me have a win. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that is basically Gloucester Rugby right now. That's the. So with that level of rampant optimism, I'm <laughs> yes. sure that the stars are fucking quaking in their boots. Yeah, if that is what is uh, pervading throughout the squad, there is some serious worry to be had. I think, <laughs> and I think the way that Stad have been playing probably suggests that. Um... Yeah, I would probably lean towards them. But, you know, if Gloucester fucking turn on the style and start doing the French thing of just not really turning up and bothering, then, I mean... Stad did lose yeah. their last game away to Montpellier. Mm. And uh, so, They seem to be scoring yeah. lots of points, Stad, and winning either narrowly or losing narrow, narrowly. Yeah, hard. which is kind of Gloucester's speciality as well. And it really. look, actually, so when you could, look at their forms... I think it's going to be a good game. When you look at the games and their form, there's an absolute... Like, last five games for Gloucester and the scores and the last five games for Stade Francais, there's an absolute shitload of points being scored and conceded by gonna, everybody. Yeah. So, I think it's, it's... As is often the case, actually, I think the Challenge Cup is probably going to be more of an entertaining game than the Champions Cup is. But... Obviously, that's what happens. But there'll be about 13 people there and a flock of pigeons and a dog. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, the attendances are going to be not great. I mean, the Gloucester fans will travel en masse. Of course they will. But it's a big stadium to film and how many people you bring. (laughs) Yeah. And, yeah, it it also sort of kind of makes you wonder if there's some way we could maybe fix this because there shouldn't be swathes of fucking empty seats at major European finals. And yet, it kind of always is, unless there's an Irish team involved. There you go. Mm. We think that Stad are going to win. I'll have to agree with you on that one. Yeah. And that you know, but in a way, if they do, please, please, can people of Gloucester, please keep an, keep eye, an eye, keep an eye on Billy. Maybe, look like he's going to be maybe good. buy yourself a bleacher creature of Billy, 
and in yes. a sort of weird reverse voodoo doll way, just treat him really nicely. Cuddle it. Just cuddle cuddle it to him, your bosom. Whisper nice things in his ear. Maybe like you know, get him like to to ride on the back of a puppy or something. I don't know. I don't know what Billy Twelve Trees likes. Thank you all for tuning into this extra special one. We'll be back Monday <laughs> with our usual, uh, much longer offering. And, yes, uh, we we'll will then where we'll like be no dissecting these games we predicted mm. and talking about the playoffs. Yes, which are the week after. times, and then it'll be finally into the end of the season and into Lions time. Thank you, everybody. Good Speak Lord. to you soon. Take care. Bye bye. As more sectors across Ireland are reopening, the COVID nineteen pandemic unemployment payment is changing. If you're currently receiving this payment, the amount you receive will change from the 16th of November. To find out more about how these changes will affect you, visit gov.ie forward slash PUP changes. A Government of Ireland initiative brought to you by the Department of Social Protection. Sports Social Podcast Network.